This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 422. Are you giving people TMI? Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 10 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection. With your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, you'll find out why privacy is a huge value in American culture and find out how to avoid making cultural mistakes when you visit the U.S. If you're sick and tired of having no one to practice English with, you can change that situation right now, guys, by getting a native English tutor online at italki. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I, register there, and you'll get $10 off your second lesson with a native tutor. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. Hey, Michelle. Welcome to a Monday. How are you doing today? Hello, Lindsay. I am doing well. How are you? I'm pulling through. I'm pulling through. Unfortunately, my cold came back and I got sick again. But hey, I mean, what can you do? The show must go on, as they say. Right, Michelle? That's right. Oh, gosh, Lindsay. (laughs) Gosh, that's terrible. Yeah, I don't know why I'm getting sick all the time. It's very strange, but that's okay. I actually want to talk about something a little bit happier, a little bit better. So I want to say thank you. We got some really cool voice messages this week and great reviews from some of our awesome listeners. As always, we got a message. Yeah, we got one from Elaine from Brazil and Stan, a great voice message from France. So thank you, guys. And also, we wanted to mention a couple people in the iTunes store, right, Michelle? Yes. Okay, who did we get a review All from? All right, so thank you to Flowering Mood from China. Yes, and Pam Gabaldi from Brazil. And Jorge from Colombia, from Colombia. From Colombia, yeah, and Benjamin Sue from Taiwan. And uh, Pagorlov23 from Russia. Ooh, that's a tough one to say. <laughs> I gave it a try, I hope I got it right. I know, I know. John John Nescal from Brazil. Yes, uh, let's see. He, uh, he on Sienna from Korea. And Pempla Tazier from the Philippines. Oh, good job, Whoa. Lindsay. I know I try. Oh my gosh, you guys are awesome. Please go on over to iTunes and leave us a review if you haven't done it yet. We always appreciate those reviews. All right. Yes, so we Michelle, really say- do. Thank you so, so much. We really love them. We love them. Okay, <laughs> cool. So Michelle, what are we talking about today? What are we doing? We are talking about privacy privacy. This is really interesting, you know, because in my travels around the world, I've lived in Japan, I've lived in Argentina, I've lived in Paris, and I've done a lot of traveling. And I've noticed that privacy is a big deal in the US, often compared with other cultures, often more so. Isn't that interesting, Michelle? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know. It's something in the DNA. And again, when when we talk about American culture, there are always exceptions, right? So we don't want to make these broad, sweeping generalizations or stereotypes because we know you always have people who are the exception. But we're just picking up on some trends that we see in this culture so that you guys can think about your own cultures. And maybe if you're coming to the U.S., we can start to get ready for what you might encounter. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I really I'm excited about this topic today, Lindsay. I know, Michelle. I think it all comes down to the acronym 
T M I. I love it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? That stands for too much information. Oh my gosh. And I, I heard a really good example that you had about one of your students a long time ago that gave you a little bit too much information. What did that student yes. share with you? Yes, yes, yes. Um, this was a while ago, but that student told me that, uh, they had, uh, diarrhea. Oh, that's not something you would tell anyone other no. than maybe your partner, right? Maybe your mother, right? right? The doctor, the doctor, right? Right? right. Yeah, it's like it's, a you doctor. Would- it's a doctor term, and like the thing is, it wasn't the student's fault, right? Like they probably mm-hmm. saw the word in the dictionary or they heard it somehow, and they thought, okay, well, that's what you say. So, uh, Lindsay, what do you think you would say if you wanted to express uh, that you maybe weren't feeling well in that way, like? Yeah, well, exactly. I would do that, Michelle. I would make it much more general and I would just say, I'm not feeling well today, yeah. right? Or just you could very say, general. You could say stomach ache or my, uh, or I was having stomach problems or something like that. Stomach I feel problems. Like that's okay. Yeah. But I feel like the word diarrhea is just like, whoa, you know? Yeah. It's a little too graphic, right? Yep. Yeah. So I always think of TMI when I hear that. I know. And we would also call that the overshare, yeah. right? So uh, this is another common term in, in pop culture right now in the US, the overshare. When someone just says a little too much or maybe much too much about what's going on with them and right. they, they step over the boundaries. Right. This is something that you might do on a first date, for example. And you may <laughs> never see the person again. <laughs> and it also comes back, Michelle, to I think this value of privacy comes back to, you know, why do we respond to the question, how are you, with great how are you, right? right? We were talking about this Mm. when Jennifer Kumar came on the show last week from a a few weeks ago. She's a cross-cultural coach in India. And, you know, she was saying that we're talking about how across cultures, we may respond to that question in a very different way, maybe with an overshare. But here, we don't want to share too much. We just say, good, and how about you, right? Right, right. It's like we're like, hiding you know like we're, we're I think we're very protective over ourselves we don't want to be vulnerable and mm, um yeah. yeah that's what I think yeah I think that that might be true I mean it's portraying this wanting to portray this sense of strength right. and again it's not everyone but this is a common value if you you know we talked about this in my graduate program where we studied cross-cultural communication and it does come up as one of the big values mm. in American culture as has been studied by by scientists by anthropologists right so this is for real we're not just pulling this out right. of our uh, out of our heads right well <laughs> well also it makes me think about you know salary right people And, oh yeah, you know. Here we like never. If you would never ask somebody, oh, what what's your salary? But I've, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I've heard that in other countries that it's not, and maybe in some countries it's the same, but that not all of them. In some places, you can just ask somebody, and it's not a big mm, deal. That's a good point. And and a little bit further on, we have a couple of questions that you never ask, and that's one of them. How much money do you make? Right. right, right. That's a really good example. And one thing, one other example that comes to mind for me is. Of course, we don't ask people if they're married or if they have kids, and we definitely don't ask people how many kids they have. <laughs> right, right. Uh, assuming they have kids, right, Michelle? Right, right. I mean, I think it can even be awkward sometimes to ask somebody. <laughs> I mean, not really, but every once in a while, I find it awkward to ask people like, oh, what do you do? Especially when the economy was bad. Like, Yeah, that's you know, right. Because number one, you don't know if the person is unemployed, so you don't want to bring that up. You don't mm-hmm. know if uh, the person maybe is a student or, you know, like sometimes, but, but you can't mm. like live like that. You can't be afraid of 
of yeah, no, asking these things, but sometimes it can be uncomfortable. That's really interesting, Michelle. I think during the recession around between 2008 and 2012 or so, that question, what do you do, kind of became... In many ways, it became kind of a, a, a tricky zone right. that you had to be careful about because many people were unemployed, right? And it's very embarrassing because right. um, that's another value here is the, the work ethic. And, you know, there's a lot of shame. I'm sure everywhere yes. in the world, there's a lot of shame if, you, if you're not employed. It's very shameful right. for a lot of people. And to have to say that is that puts people on the spot, right. as we say, right? right? I like that expression, Michelle, to be right. on the spot. Right. Yeah. 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 If you do business in English and you feel like your job is at stake because your English isn't good enough, it's time to find a business English tutor to help you focus on your goals to move up in your career. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. When you go there, you can find a number of specialists that focus on business English and helping you gain the professional skills that you need to succeed. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. I register there and if you register on that page you'll get $10 off your second lesson at italki see you there Yeah, that's a good point. And are you like, what about your extended family, Michelle? I mean, are you close to your aunt and uncle's families? Is there, are there like secrets between the families or do you share everything with your extended family members? Um, um, it depends on, on who we're talking about, but, um, some of them I, I am very close with and I talk with a lot. Um, but, uh, I wouldn't say that we like share every single thing. I don't know. What yeah, about you? Th- well, this is a tricky one because I think this might depend more on individual families. I mean, I have friends who are very close to their cousins and their aunts and uncles. Yeah. But I think one thing is in the U.S., it's very common to live far away from extended family. Right. Like I my do. aunt and uncle. Right, you do, right? Where do your extended family members live? I have some in Florida and I have some in um Virginia and okay. yeah, I have a pretty yeah. pretty small family actually. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I have my aunt and uncle on my mom's side in California and in Orange County near LA. And then I have cousins that I've met like once in my life. Some of them live actually near Baltimore. Some of them live in North Carolina. Like, I don't even know them. They're strangers to me, honestly. Right, right. You know, part of that is because my dad was nine years younger than his closest sibling. So he was way removed from them. But, you know, I think there's this sense of because we do move around so much, we may not share as much between extended families as, you know, compared with, you know, as I've seen my friends in Spain, you know, living next door to their cousins and aunts and uncles and everybody's just together and sharing everything. That just doesn't happen in my world. Right, (laughs) right. Yeah, interesting. That is really interesting. And I love this movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Have you seen it? Yes, I actually just watched it recently. I love that movie too. It's hilarious. There's a really good example of the overshare and the yes. TMI, yes. too much information in that movie. Do you want to share the scene? I wonder if our listeners have seen it. Right. Um, I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's the main character's aunt or cousin or, um, yeah. But anyway, she tells the future, the in-laws, the future in-laws of the main character, um, that she tells them this dramatic story, like very, very dramatic. And then, um, she, it turns out that she had this tumor in her neck and it turns out that it was her unborn twin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it was a Greek woman who was marrying an American man, right? Right. 
so the the Greek uh, the, the Greek woman's family, I think it was her aunt. So yeah. her Greek aunt right. was talking with the American man's mother and father, right? So very different cultures, very different senses of what should be shared, especially with new in-laws. Like uh-huh. that's, you know, when you're first meeting your in-laws, that's the la- I mean, that's out of out of my mind to ever say that to someone, <laughs> to anyone, honestly, not not to mention my new in-laws. Right, I mean, right. I, what do you think? I mean, it was hilarious. Oh my right? god, that's what, that was what made it so funny because everybody knows like that's completely inappropriate, right? And that the uh, the in law, the future mother in law was like, oh my gosh, like horrified. You know, you could see the look on their faces, and yeah, it was yeah. just so funny. And that's why because she was sharing something that really is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, so funny. I love it. So we want to encourage our listeners to go back and watch my big fat Greek wedding and watch that scene. Now, you know, Michelle, I think that's a really exaggerated example. Yeah. I'm sure that wouldn't happen anywhere in the world, but we're getting at this idea of across cultures, we reveal more or less of ourselves depending on where we're from, right? right. And I think in the US, it's a place where we may reveal a bit less than other places. Another example that comes to mind, Michelle, is this idea that people don't say that they're pregnant until after three months. Mm. Why do they do that? Yeah, well, because uh, sometimes, you know, people have a miscarriage and mm-hmm. then it's, you know, can be very uh, difficult to talk about. So you don't really want to let people know until, of course, anything can happen at any moment. But um, right. you don't you don't generally want to tell people until, you know, you've kind of passed that first trimester. Right. And I don't know if this is true in other cultures or not. Actually, I'll have to ask some of my friends from around the world. But this is true even for my my brother. When my brother was pregnant, my brother wasn't pregnant. His <laughs> wife was pregnant. <laughs> um, when my brother had Emery or his wife had Emery, uh, we didn't know until three or four months in. It's even your closest family members right. that you you keep it from. You hide it. It's only between generally it's between you and your partner. Right. Your, and the doctor are the only ones who know for the first three months. So I would be really interesting to hear from our listeners if that's the case in your culture, guys. Yeah. So come back. Yeah. Come back to our blog. We want to know. Come back to allearsenglish.com and type in 422 and let us know if that's the case regarding miscarriage and the three month uh, rule in your culture. And are there any other examples that we have of this whole privacy culture in the U.S., Michelle, that you can think of? Um. Yeah. Well, we have like a on certain uh fences or something you'll or in front of certain buildings you'll see no trespassing signs yeah i think no trespassing is i don't have any good examples of this but i feel like there's a big thing with get off my property right. you know yeah. it's this whole thing like i own this house right. and i own this property and no one steps on my property whereas yeah. when i traveled around the world i didn't see that same kind of um rigid sense of owning the space interesting yeah, it is really interesting. And then we have our cult, our car culture, right? We want to be in the car. We like to have our own space in the car. <laughs> yeah. And what are the key questions that we should avoid asking if we want to follow this rule with privacy? Um, right. So I would say, how old are you? That can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Not really good oh. to ask people. Unless no, it's like, except- I mean, maybe a teenager or something like that, but generally, or a kid. yeah, or yeah, a kid. Like, That's fine. Like, I could ask my my niece if she's like four or five. Oh, how old are you? Right. You know, like that's okay. But anyone older than like 18 or 19 or 20, just don't even ask. Right. Don't even. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. here we had uh, what we talked about a little bit earlier, like how much money do you make? That can be. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a big no, no, I think here. 
Oh yeah, even absolutely. between family members. It's even be. I mean, no, actually, that's a good point. I don't even know how much money my brother makes. Yeah. Like, I have an I, I have an idea, but I would never directly say how much do you make, what's your salary. Right. Even my brother, right? You know? Right. I think money yeah. is a very sensitive issue. Like, I think that's a big privacy thing. Mm. You know, talking about money or budget or you know stuff like that. How much you make? Very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've probably done other episodes on this, so you guys could come back to allearsenglish dot com and type in money and see what comes up. <laughs> All is yeah. English money. Money. <laughs> what else, Michelle? Any other questions that are no-go zones? How much do you weigh, Lindsay? <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you just asked me that, that Michelle. so rude of me, right? <laughs> <laughs> How rude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another one is who did you vote for, right? right. Yeah, that's a big we, one. Even in families, like we stay, we don't ask people directly, who did you vote for? I mean, even I remember when I was um, a teenager, when I was like 18 or 19, I remember being at home with my family and everyone had voted that day, but we didn't directly ask each other. Wow. I mean, we thought we knew. But wow, that's interesting. I mean, I, I feel like I generally, I, I feel like it comes up naturally in my family, but mm, maybe that, yeah, but, maybe that depends on the family. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, but I mean, I don't think, I think it's pretty common what you're talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, generally it's uncomfortable to ask people. I mean, sometimes it's even uncomfortable to, you know, say too much of your political views because you don't know, like maybe you think like maybe I would think, oh, like my friend, she must have the same views as I do. But you might be making somebody really uncomfortable if you're like, you know, saying certain things. I don't know. Politics are always tricky, right? Yeah, that's a really good topic that we could talk yeah. about because I know around the world and other parts of the world, it's, you know, talked about very openly and it's not taken as personally as it is here. Mm. So I think we should touch on that another time. Definitely. Yeah, that's a really good one. And then the last thing that comes to mind is this whole idea of moving out of your family home when you're 18, right? You become an adult in the U.S., you move out because partly because you want that privacy, you know, you want that autonomy, that independence. And often when you are living at home, there's... For many people, there's kind of a fear that your family will kind of impede on your privacy. Mm, yeah, that's true. It's yeah, very very interesting. This I this topic. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I like this topic. This is a really interesting topic. So guys, we want to know about your culture. Come back to our blog, allearsenglish.com, type in 422 and leave us a comment. Let us know if these ideas apply in your culture or if you've been to the US, let us know any other examples that you've seen regarding privacy as a cultural value in the US. So this is great. Michelle, uh, any final thoughts on privacy in the US? How could you ask me that? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> How rude. Uh, TMI, no. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it's something that that you would learn as time goes on. But I think that this episode, um, I mean, I may be a little bit biased, but I think that it really, you know, you here we've given you some good tips on, on you know, privacy in the U.S. And I think that... Um, yeah, I think it's a really interesting topic and I'd love to hear more about you guys and how it is in your in your home uh, country. All right. Yeah, very nice, Michelle. Thanks for hanging out and talking about this great topic today. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. I feel better. Yeah, I'll try. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you're taking your IELTS exam this fall, 
Get our free IELTS checklist, the seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.